Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. If you're a busy mom with lots to do, the Life Organized Podcast is here to help you get organized so you have more time for what matters most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 33, When You Wonder What Clutter Does to You. Okay, I just had to do this episode because of something that recently happened to our family. We noticed that we had a leak in the basement. We identified it as a leak in our pipe from our kitchen sink, created all sorts of chaos in our basement. But when we came time to fix that kitchen sink, we had to shut the water off to our sink so that we could repair that pipe. And it was supposed to just be this little afternoon project. So no big deal. You know, dishes piled up just a little bit, but you know, we can live with a few hours without our kitchen sink, but it didn't get finished that day. So it stretched into the next day. So you know, you can handle that. Dishes piled up a little bit more. You couldn't rinse anything off because we didn't have running water, but it didn't get fixed that day either. In fact, it didn't get fixed for four days. I had four days worth of dishes piling up on my kitchen counter and in my sink. And not only was it just dishes, but we didn't have running water to rinse those dishes. So we had, you know, like smoothie cups not rinsed out and oatmeal bowls with oatmeal stuck to the side and like spaghetti sauce stuck to plates and vegetable dip. And I know that's just so gross to think about, but that's what I was dealing with for four straight days because we didn't have a kitchen sink for that long. It was awful. Now, I have systems that help me deal with this. I teach them in the boot camp. We talk about close the day. We talk about home base. All of that keeps me from encountering clutter like this on a regular basis. So it was really not fun, but also interesting to experience clutter like this and see the way that it started to impact me. And let me tell you what it did. Aside from the fact that my house looked cluttery and I didn't love the way it looked, what it did to me and my motivation was just really shocking. I just found that, of course, I didn't want to make dinner because I didn't want to increase the dishes load. So we ate out for four nights in a row. And, you know, that's fun for a couple of nights. It's nice to take a nice night off from cooking and not have dishes. And the kids think that's fun. But man, by night three and night four, it was pretty awful. And I also noticed that I didn't even think about making my kids lunches for school. I do that on the regular But here they are running out the door to school. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about making you a lunch. And I think it was just this distraction of everything happening in my kitchen that kept me from being able to get them their lunches. I also noticed it was just interesting because I my floor needed to be swept and I kind of thought about doing it. But then I just had this overwhelming sense of just everything's just kind of a mess right now. Just don't worry about it. You can just do it later. Kind of that procrastination not something that I'm usually experiencing because, again, living in a space that has systems that keep it up, you just find that it's easier to stay on top of things. I don't know. Have you noticed that before? Have you ever gone through a stretch where something's wrong, you know, in your home or you've got something happening in your life and you just kind of can't keep up with things like you normally do and you just notice everything starts to unravel a little bit? So interesting to me. And so I first of all, felt this fresh wave 
of commitment to helping women organize their homes and organize their lives because it has such an impact on the way that you live your life and you take care of your family and you're able to be successful in the other areas of your life. So, so loved that extra commitment and excitement about helping you organize whatever part of your life it is you need to get organized so that you can be more successful. But I also started to think about what is the science behind what happens when you're in a cluttery space like this? I mean, I know we expect it. We talk in other episodes about how external clutter creates internal clutter. And I know we've experienced that. And we have this hypothesis, but I really became curious about what was happening in my body and in my brain. What does the research say is the true impact of clutter? Can they measure that? What do they find with it? And so today I just thought we'd spend a little time looking at some research and getting a little bit more technical about what's really happening when we are living in clutter why it affects us the way it does. And then we'll wrap up at the end. I'm going to give you a little nugget about how you can manage some clutter because I think once we start to see the impact it has on us, we want to do something about it. So I want to share something with you about that today as well. So let's just dive into the first research and let's see what we find. So we're going to go to a study done by UCLA in 2009, where they researched and surveyed 32 middle-class dual-income families with children. And during the study, they were really watching the cortisol levels. They wanted to talk to the family about the clutter in their home, and then they watched those levels as they talked. And I bet you can guess what they found. When the family started to focus on the clutter and when they started to talk about it, they had higher stress levels. Right. So I know that's what we're expecting. You already, you know, anticipated that. But the science behind it found that as the clutter escalated, so did the cortisol levels. So cortisone is that hormone that we call the stress hormone. I know you've heard about this. Um, As your body perceives stress, it starts producing more cortisone to help you deal with it. So Cortisol will increase your heart rate and your blood pressure. It's kind of what we call that fight or flight instinct that, you know, over time has been really valuable in helping keep humans alive. You know, you think about it was cortisol that made, I don't know, people run from lions and bears or something. We need it. It's really helpful. But nowadays, we'll still get that same survival instinct, but it's triggered by something that's not really threatening us, you know, like a pile of laundry is not threatening us the way a lion is. And of course, there's going to be a discrepancy in the amount of cortisol that the body releases in that situation, but our brain still reacts somewhat the same way. That cortisol floods our body and then we feel that stress. So I know some are more sensitive to clutter than others. I know I'm pretty sensitive to it, but here is an interesting discovery from this same UCLA study. The research found that even though both partners in the marriage were working, it was the women who suffered more from the clutter than the men. I especially wanted to highlight this finding because it supports one of the biggest reasons I am an ongoing organizing coach. All coaches want to help their clients be successful, but I've found that for women, disorganization is one of the major challenges that gets in the way of success. For women to be truly organized and successful and find joy in what they do, there seems to be this prerequisite of having their home in order. And in this episode, I just really liked the way 
that my experience of working with clients aligned with what the research found, that the data is showing that for women in particular, have, being organized and having your home in order really made a big difference. And if it wasn't there, if that clutter existed and the organization wasn't there, it really affected them in a greater way. Okay, so that's the first study I wanted to talk about, and I love those couple of points. And so let's move on to the second study. This one was conducted by Princeton University, and this one's really interesting. They looked at the impact that a messy desk had or a tidy desk had on a person's productivity. And, you know, I know this is like not a cliffhanger here. You know where I'm going with this. I bet you can guess what they found, but the people sitting at the tidy desk were more productive. But why is this? All right, so what they identified is that when there's visual clutter around, that visual clutter overloads the visual cortex of the brain, meaning that our brain can't be as efficient in doing what it's supposed to do because it's constantly having to sift through all the stimulus, right? All of the things it's seeing to decide whether it's important or not. This takes up the brain's energy. And so the brain literally has less bandwidth to do what it is that you're asking it to do. You know, this is just fascinating to me. I bet you have experienced this in your own life, how it's just you're less able to focus when you've got a lot of things going on around you. But what comes to mind for me is even as a young girl, um, I used to like to make cookies. I know girls like to bake and do things like that. Sometimes I like to make cookies. My mom was awesome and let me do it. But when I started to get all of the ingredients out in the mixer out to do the cookies, I became really impacted by the clutter around me. If there were there was clutter on the counter or in the family room area next to the kitchen, I just found that I enjoyed the experience so much more and was able to be so much more present if I just hurried and tidied everything up really quick. And I know that's a little bit odd as a young teenager to to want to take care of those things, but I think I just am sensitive to the impact that clutter has. And reading this about the visual cortex just shows me that that's what was happening as I was trying to make cookies was that there was just too many things out competing for my attention. So the next time you sit down at your desk to work or consider making dinner, know that you can make the task easier if you clear off your desk or clean up the kitchen first. Eliminating that visual clutter so you can focus is really important. And I think that was a big part of what was at play for me in my kitchen during this recent bout of clutter when I didn't make my kids lunch. I just think there was too much going on and my brain just couldn't process through all of it. So uh, clutter creates distraction. We want to watch that. Okay, here's another interesting little bit of research. So Princeton and St. Lawrence universities both show that our sleep is affected by clutter. So I thought this one was really interesting. Listen to this. The study shows that if you sleep in a cluttered room, the quality of your sleep decreases. This might include having trouble falling asleep at night or waking up during the night. And I thought this one was also really good. People who make their beds every morning experience longer, more restful sleep, especially when they sleep with clean, fresh sheets. And that's so interesting to me because again, in the Get Organized Boot Camp, making your bed is one of those keystone habits that I teach students to do. So I love the way that the research supports that practice. All right, one more study to share. And this one addresses something I experienced with my dirty dishes. At Indiana University, researchers found that people who live in a clean house 
eat healthier than those who live in messy houses. In fact, they studied almost a thousand people who were at risk for heart disease and found that the people that kept their homes clean had a healthier diet than those who didn't. Okay, does that sound familiar from earlier in the episode? Remember how we ate out every night when the kitchen was such a mess? That pile of dishes was just too intimidating. I didn't want to add to the chaos. So a clean home just goes a long way in helping you feel more relaxed and organized and have the time to focus to ensure you're nourishing your body when you eat. You're making those healthy meals. Okay, so I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know on some sense you already know this. I think it's interesting to hear the numbers behind it. Um, but now that we've just kind of talked about the problem and you know, seen the ways that it impacts us, I think the big question is, well, what are we going to do about this? Yes, clutter's a problem. What do we do? Well, let's review a couple of episodes where I did give you some great ideas. You'll want to check out episode five. I'll include this link in the show notes. So in episode five, I mentioned that I have my free three-day decluttering challenge. It's called Clutter Busters. And if you haven't tried it, you'll want to check it out. It's pretty simple, but it creates some quick, exciting results that can get you really motivated. I think you're going to love it. So I'll be sure to include that link for that program and to that episode in my show notes. Another episode you might want to check out is episode 26. We are talking about clutter, calling it doom piles and great strategy there. So you might want to check that out. But for today, let me just offer one different additional little gem. This is a saying, and it's straight out of my Life Organized program and the Get Organized Boot Camp. And it's just three little words that are so powerful. It's just take 10. That's it. So just take 10 is in just take 10 minutes and do something about it. I know decluttering can be overwhelming. We're not sure where to start. We're not sure how to do it right. And I know when we're so busy, it's hard to get to things like that. But my answer to all of this is don't worry about all of those things. Just take 10. Just set the timer on your phone. Take 10 minutes and just start decluttering. You might need to throw some things away. You might need to put some things in different rooms. But let's just get at it for 10 minutes and then see what happens. In the Get Organized Boot Camp and also the Life Organized Program, we say you can do anything for 10 minutes. And I think you'll be amazed at how you can use this Just Take 10 principle to help you start to get ahead of the clutter. So, I mean, it's really short and sweet, but that's what I want to share with you today. Sometimes we overcomplicate things and we think that it has to be fancy or we have to have a lot of information or skills to do something. But I'm just saying, just take 10, just make a dent in it and watch and see what type of momentum is established after you start to do that. Okay, so my challenge for you today is just to take 10 to declutter something in your life. So think about what's bothering you. Maybe it's that spot on the counter. Maybe it's your desk at work. Maybe it's your car or your purse or even your fridge. Or maybe you could even look at electronics, at technical. Look at your social media. Do you need to declutter some people that you're following or you know, declutter some emails in your inbox? One of the definitions of clutter that I love is anything that is kept even though it's not used, needed, or wanted. So as you're just taking 10, maybe have that in your mind. What am I keeping that is not used, needed, or wanted? We can identify that as clutter and we can let it go. All right, so today, just take 10 to let go of some of those things that are not used, needed, or wanted. 
I'd love to hear how the Just Take 10 principle is working for you. So give it a try and then message me at JL, the happy gal on Instagram and let me know how that tool is working for you. That's a really fun conversation to have and I will answer you. So that's it for today. Little education about why clutter feels like such a burden and then a quick and easy tip that's going to make all the difference. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today. And remember, I am here to help you organize your life so you can make space for what matters most. I'll talk to you next time.